You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Well, hi there, Rose. How are you this week? Great, Charlie. How are you? I am fantabulous. I am fantabulous. You know, I was thinking about how, you know, we give readings all the time to people and we we work with cards and we talk to people and sometimes I re- realize that crap, I made a mistake during my reading and it trips me up. And that can never but, happen. No, it can never happen. No, a good fair <clears throat> reader can never make a mistake. Okay, now now that we've got the jokes out of the way. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I was screwing up. Go ahead. (laughs) What I was thinking is, you know, wouldn't it be interesting to talk about how we as readers, while we're, you know, not not newbie pitfalls, but pitfalls we all kind of trip ourselves into sometimes. And I think that, you know, I know I have things that I do and I'm like, oh, crud, I don't mean to do that. Oh, is it that way? And, you know, things that I overthink about and... Yeah, so I thought, hey, let's talk about those. Yeah, let's. So these, um, just to like set expectations, dear readers, these are the traps and pitfalls readers of all levels uh, fall into, and they're and for this show, they're all traps and pitfalls that Rose and I have fallen into. Exactly. And so these are we're speaking entirely from experience, and uh, we hope you will be able to relate to some of these, but um. I think that the great thing about identifying some of these pitfalls, like when you identify, uh, how many times can I say the word pitfall? A pitfall in the, like, uh, some, you know, something that gets in the way of your ability to read. Mm-hmm. You identify it and you can sort of keep yourself from always getting into that habit. Right. That's when you level up as a reader. Well, and I think also you're correct in that it also gives you an idea of, okay, this is, once you identify, okay, this is where I might, I get stuck. When you start to do it, you can then remind yourself. You'll have that. Oh wait, that sound in your brain going. Uh, I think I'm doing it again. How can I? How did I fix that last time? And I think <laughs> this will help. You know, other people as well because I know it helps me when we talk mm-hmm. about oh things that we've each done. So I think you know sharing our experiences builds our community. Excellent. So what's your first pitfall that you'd like to to confess at this time? To confess at this the time. Confession booth that we have. <laughs> In the cone of silence, I would like to admit. Um, <clears throat> I think my, my biggest one that I, I, I overthink what I'm seeing and hearing from the cards. So I kind of get that, is that really what it says right there? I've heard the question from the person across from me, and the cards are saying this other thing entirely. Okay, well, let's do it. And, and listening to what is being put in front of me. And I say listening in air quotes because it's like, Listening to my inner 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 voice that says, "Okay, here's what you need to share with this person," mm-hmm. and I then get sometimes get stuck in my head and stop. Oh, I can't say that. I can't say that. I'm like, well, well why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they've sat down, they've paid me. I need to be open to what I'm seeing versus not. You know, it, it's 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 that fear of if I don't pull punches, they won't come back, kind of thing. Definitely, and so you say something safe. I try not to anymore, but yeah, that was, that's, that's taken me a little while to learn, mm-hmm. you know, because it has, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so okay. Has, you know, we're not done yet. No, we're not. <laughs> I, know, I know. 
but I, I guess, you know, that that's one of the big ones that, that gets my brain going, oh, no, oh, no, did I say the right thing? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, that's what the card said before me, and it answered the person's question, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's find out. And then the feedback helps from, from the other person. Mm-hmm. What about you? What, what's your first What's big... funny, so your, yours is overthinking, and mine it might be over-speaking. Me? Oh. Speaking mm-hmm. too much? No. Um, I okay. noticed that, mm-hmm. gosh, where where did this come up? I, I Sometimes you hear like someone explain kind of like what we're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something that they, they ran into and it just makes so much sense. Um, uh, it was from actually from a Lenormand reader talking mm-hmm. about how most people's days are pretty basic. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the meanings for Lenormand cards and also tarot cards can seem sort of dramatic. So, for example, like the snake can mean betrayal, you know, or, right. or complications. But... Um, and it's easy to to kind of take that to the nth degree. Mm. Um, like a tarot example. Um, so my my my, my pitfall is over speaking. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I got that language from. There's a podcast that everyone listening to this should listen to after they finish this one called the the Hermit's Lamp. And he talks about how he would over. Um, he he would mention sometimes in a reading he would he overspoke. And I like that 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 phrasing. But um, basically, you're you're reading and. Um, the King of Swords comes up and you start describing for the person, oh, well, the King of Swords, he's like a general and he thinks this way. He plans everything out and he can be very decisive and he likes, you know, uh, to to do these things. He hates these other things. He's absolutely like the, the King of Swordsist, King of Swords that ever kinged of swords, you know. <laughs> and um, that's... That's a bit much, like taking it to sort of like the platonic ideal of what the King of Swords is, yeah. when in reality, it might be much better to describe him. Hmm, he's kind of a smart guy. Uh, you know, what, like, they, they, the, the person can extrapolate what's important from the reading, but um, I think that sometimes we, and especially if we get a nod or, or a yes, that sounds like him from the client. Now it's, you know, time to like, just go to town, right? You know, you say right. like, Oh, he's like a very smart guy. Probably, um, you know, thinks ahead a lot. Oh yeah. Okay, good. They've given me the green light. So now I, I start going, you know, like, yeah. Rick, like unleashing everything I've ever heard about the King of Swords <laughs> to describe this person in this, this, this client's life. So my, my, my pitfall that I've overspoken about is, um, the overspeaking and just recognizing that often in a reading, the the thing will play out in this person's life in a subtle way. This isn't always true, and it depends on the question, but, you know, well. what's going to happen? If every time I got the tower card when asking about work, um, I got fired, which is the first place of fear I go into. Right, of course. I would have been fired 300 times, <laughs> you know, right, exactly. I've had the same job for seven years. Well, and then, but then that leads into the course, the, the doubting how it could be just that simple of an answer. Mm -hmm. You get the death card. Yes, there's death in your life. Mm -hmm. It may not be yours, but something's happening. And then to come to find out that no, they've just been, they know they've been given X amount of time and they just came to you to say, what's the best way to handle it and move forward. And you're trying to explain, well, death doesn't mean death per se. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And you, you freak out yourself out because you're like, oh, it can't be that simple of an answer. Mm-hmm. And then turns out, no, really, it can be. So you get in your own way. And so that's, that's my big one is like doubting. Another big one of mine is doubting that it's that straightforward and that 
that basic. I'm trying to remember who a, said it, but someone mentioned how often, oh, I know, it's Mary Greer's book, Tarot Mirrors, how uh, often the literal imagery kind of plays out in the cards mm-hmm. and... Um, I see, you know, some people arguing about this and, and sometimes it's, it's that simple and that, yeah. um, little of an interpretation of the visual imagery on the card as opposed to thinking, well, but no, this is some bigger metaphor. Right. This must be a big archetypal, uh, life path thing that's going on, you know? When basically you've gotten the five of wands and everybody's just fighting right now and you're trying to figure out the best way to avoid the fight. Yeah. You're like, okay, it's <laughs> simple. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom, yeah. <laughs> Right on. But, um, I, go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, Sorry, we both, we both did that whole, hey, what were you going to say? I was going to say this thing, but we already said it. Okay. <laughs> See, and that's the other thing, too, I think, for both of us. When we give readings, we want to make sure that the other person is heard. Mm-hmm. And when you're giving a reading, you want to make sure your querent is heard when they're they're getting ready to explain something. And I think that's another pitfall that we as readers in general mm-hmm. fall into sometimes, where we like we think we have to keep talking, and sometimes we don't. Yeah, that was a big one for me. Um, I think in in the movies, the the, the person sits down and the, the the reader, you know, shuffles the cards and then they just give the reading. You know, um, they give the interpretation, and you know, it, it might even begin with "I know why you have come." You know, that whole thing. You oh, know, yeah. like I I I already know the question. Sit and be quiet and listen to the fortune. Which you know, I'd love to be able to do that. But um, it's so. So helpful to let to just ask questions of the sitter that mm-hmm. that was hard for me to, to to do because I felt like it would come across as um, uh, that I don't know what I'm doing and right. that I'm stalling for time. And um, I think there's the right there's there's a sweet spot of how many questions one might want to ask right. a client. But I've noticed that. Um, it can start from the very beginning when someone's like to clarifying the question, which is something I didn't used to not, I used to not want to do, which is like, if people, uh, so, you know, well, I'd like to read, like a reading about, you know, relationships. And I thought that, well, I can't ask the question, do you mean a relationship you're already in or are you looking for a relationship? Right. Um, but that really changes the the, the question. <laughs> it does, right? and 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 again, the I used to feel that way as well until I sat down and got a reading from Mary Greer, mm-hmm. whom you know, if you can get a chance to get a reading with Mary Greer, always, always do it. Number mm-hmm. one, but number two is I sat down and she said, "What would you like to know about?" And I shuffled and told her, you know, this is what's going on, and she's like, "Okay." So as we pulled cards, she kept asking me questions, mm-hmm. and I went. Oh, well, if Mary can do it. She's allowed. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you know, yeah, yeah. but, but I did later on after the reading and, you know, because I asked the question, she was able to get more specific mm-hmm. with what she saw. Um, and it made more sense. She said, well, none of that makes more sense now to me because this card kind of felt out of place. And, you know, um, she's like, and I asked her, so, so basically what you're telling me after I've done my reading is that we can ask the person questions. And she looked at me like I was crazy because, well, of course you can. And and I think that's something we all kind of fall into is like, oh, I, I'm supposed to know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you do, but sometimes you kind of need clarifications because what you're what for me as a reader, I, I have my own sets of values and things. And if the person across from me is totally different, um, I may read something that's actually there, but they hear it differently or they mm-hmm. see it differently. If they don't tell me, hey, this is well, I see this or I see that. Uh, when we're talking about the cards that they've picked. 
Definitely. I mean, the, the, the biggest one I will tell you, which was hilarious, is I was doing readings um, for a, a Twilight party uh, at a bookstore. Yes, right I went. Yeah. And a little girl and her mom sat down and the little girl said, I want a reading. And I said, OK. And we picked cards and I let her tell me what she saw. And uh, thank goodness I did, because the, the King of Swords came up and I said, OK, who's that? She said, Jesus. <laughs> and you know that's in, what she saw and so okay I I that's jesus and then another king came up that's dad and so you know jesus is watching over you and and that's you know that's exactly what this little girl needed to hear is that she was safe and people were watching over her and protecting her Excellent. but you know that would not have been what i would have said to Joe Blow, if they hadn't, you know, if I hadn't had those questions back and forth. Mm -hmm. So definitely, and so and there's a there's there's lots of there's lots of ways to to check in with the client. Um, the one um, <laughs> the mistake I would make would be like to talk for three minutes, like, and then mm -hmm. look at the client and say, "Does that make sense?" Yeah, because I'm not really actually giving them a chance to say anything real there. So it's better. Um, and a technique that I've sort of adopted is to say, well, this card can mean um, a rest period, a time to withdraw. Um, and then if you wanted to ask a question to get more, is there, you know, is there a need right now? Or have things been stressful and that there's, you know, a need right. to withdraw? Or is there a place you could go to? You know, those kinds of questions. I'm not going to, you know. Um, You're asking more open-ended questions versus this is what you need to do. No, you don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the question also... You know, and you can, it can, uh, probably for a lot of clients who aren't cute little girls, like every, if you have, if every question, you know, every card was like, well, what does this look like to you? <laughs> then oh. they might feel like they were, you know, they, they weren't getting their, 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 their reading, but it's so important to find out, you know, especially for like the big meaty cards, like what, yeah. well, what do you see in that card? How do you relate? to this um or if this was a person who was helpful to you do you who might that person be you know right that and, kind of thing yeah and i think that also gets them involved in the reading as well mm -hmm. and and makes it more personable to mm -hmm. you know or personal to them mm -hmm. and also sometimes if like if the reader sit, if the, the reader well the reader should be sitting down maybe yeah hopefully. but if the client sits down the reader just talks the client leaves the reader will never know. Like, was I on point? Like, right, did I, exactly. Did I stick that exactly. landing? You know. <laughs> so. But you know, and then that goes back to you know my thing about okay, so questioning yourself as a reader mm -hmm. and questioning what you're reading as you read. You know, um, that's that's another pitfall that I have. It's like, oh, if I don't let them talk, I don't know if I'm I'm spot on or not. You know, mm. uh, I've had people where they've come for a reading, and because I do, I have done events over and over again. So every year I do the same kind of a few events and I've had people who sat down for a reading one year and they're like, okay, well, thanks. You know, and they kind of wander off and then I see them. I come, I come back to the event next, the next year they come back because it's in their town and they're like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you this before, but, and then they tell you all this stuff that you kind of, you discussed with them, but they kind of hadn't made a response. So mm -hmm. you, you, you then feel a little bit better about the fact that you didn't uh, get as much feedback as you'd like and you don't question yourself as much as you start to read more. It's just reassuring that you're not like, oh, my God, did I actually say enough? Did I say too little? Did I say too much? <laughs> and, and, and that's that questioning of yourself as a reader. You know, give yourself permission to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, 
speaking of mistakes, <laughs> I think that uh, an area of challenge that I've run into in the past mm-hmm. um, was applying my values mm-hmm. to the client and assuming, or, you know, or even if it's not my values, um, I think a lot of the times, uh, especially like the traditional meanings of cards, Mm-hmm. Uh, were created with a certain idea of how people ought to be, mm-hmm. and um, that's changing. But I think there's a lot of baggage around that for readers. Mm-hmm. And I'll say for myself, uh, it it usually manifests as you know seeing in the cards like, oh, well, this looks like it would be a really like solid relationship. Therefore, mm-hmm. the client must want that, you know. And talking about that as if that's the case. Um, you know, and getting excited about that and saying it's great, you know, when the client might not want <laughs> a, yeah. a solid relationship, which is such a foreign idea to me, uh, who's, you know, probably codependent, but, you well. know, for everyone. And um, I remember Rabbit uh, at the Sacred Well, who's an amazing tarot reader, mm-hmm. uh, she talked about, she taught a class at the Bay Area Tarot Symposium one year about rethinking the Queen of Swords. Oh. And... She had us list all the meanings of the Queen of Swords, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and there was this sort of huge divide, you know, of the meanings of sort of like some of the old just like, oh, the widow, the bitter woman, you know, sad, lonely, you know, and then the sort of, you know, intellectual woman, uh, mm-hmm. the, the strong leader woman, you know, these sorts of things. And it just we were able to, you know, over the course of the conversation in, in the workshop, to the idea that for a queen of swords a lot of these things are not a problem for a queen of swords client um you know a, a lack of relationship you know might not be a problem right now mm-hmm. for them and it's been a mistake that i've had to get past to imagine you know like that a, that a breakup is a bad thing like oh, right. it looks like there's a break you know there's a breakup let's see how we can av- avoid that <laughs> you know right and they might be like oh thank goodness Finally. And, yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, yay, we're done. I don't have to do this anymore. Thank you for giving me permission to not have this problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's 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 and people sometimes forget that, you know, we as readers forget that we can say, hey, you 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 have permission to do the thing you want to do. And that's sometimes why people come to us is they're not just there for advice. They're there because they need to be able to say or be, hear someone say your decision is valid mm-hmm. and give them permission to go follow through on things. Mm-hmm. You know, once they've said, here's the things I want to do. And what do you think? It's like, well, you've put a lot of thought into it. Why aren't you doing it? It's OK. Give it a try. It can't you know, it can always be another chance and another opportunity. That so resonates for me. I used to um, if I read for someone and after the work, after the reading, they said, yeah, well, um, you confirmed um, kind of what I was thinking already about this. Mm-hmm. I, in my mind, I went, I failed as a reader. I didn't have the crazy insight, you know, the magical thing they never thought of. Like, I, and people, and I started to hear people talk about confirmation readings, or, and some people just want confirmation readings. Mm-hmm. And I interpreted that as a bad thing, or that that is not what they're supposed to do. And as you just, you know, said, but even, you've actually, even more, some people just want to talk, and they just want to tell someone their plan or their feelings. Yes. And it's it's not a good idea for me, the reader, to feel like I my my stake in this is that I have to tell them I or that even I even get to tell them what to do. <laughs> you know, like right. the reading, but 
they don't need to listen to me, <laughs> right? So. Well, no, they they don't. They but they need they need sometimes to say, mm-hmm. hey, or someone else to outside of them who's mm-hmm. who doesn't know the situation, who doesn't know what's going on, mm-hmm. to with a fresh perspective, saying, oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You 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 can do that if that's what you you've studied, you've done the things you need to do. Sure, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, I think you're right. I think um and and yeah, that kind of gets frustrating because we've we've seen enough on TV where it's like, oh, we are providing the answers, mm-hmm. and it's 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 our media, I think, that feeds that mm-hmm. versus the adults and the reality of of situations going. No, really, our, sometimes we're just there to say yes, you're you're right. Try it. Mm-hmm. You're so right, and I think I remember kind of in the early days, when people would interpret the high priestess card specifically as, oh, the client knows the answer. You know the answer to this question. I always thought, that is such a cop-out. They came to a tarot reader. They, uh, you know, don't, they want, like, uh, you to tell them something they don't already, the the joke, you know, tell me something I don't know. Mm -hmm. But that can be, that's a very valid interpretation of the high priestess. And my, my early tarot self, my, my try hard, like, <laughs> to herself, just didn't want to recognize that. Well, and, and I know for myself, I always start my readings with the whole, hi, so you've come for a reading. Um, just to be clear, I can't tell you the future. And they look at me like I've lost that, you know, how dare you say you can't do that? And my, my response is, if I could do that, I'd be betting on races. Mm-hmm. But what I can tell you is how to work with what's in front of you. And, you know, I don't, I say that, ma- for, for a variety of reasons, but mainly so that they don't expect me to tell them something they have no idea about. Mm-hmm. Because if that were the case, they wouldn't be getting a reading. They mm-hmm. would they they wouldn't bother because they wouldn't know about it. <laughs> it wouldn't come up at all. But you know when I when I when they sit down, I'm like, okay, what what is it we need to talk about? Because I think they came to me for something. They may not be a hundred percent sure what, but they know it might have to do with this thing or that thing. And and getting them to talk helps. Mm-hmm. And, and, and gives them permission, as we said, to open up about that with somebody who may they may not know. And, oh, my God, this is somebody who's on the outside looking in, so they can't judge me, per se. And, you know, we're not best friends. It's not going to be kill me if, if they don't follow the advice. And they need to be aware that that's okay. So that's why I do it. But mm-hmm. that's me. No, I, I totally hear you. And I do um, do predictive readings, or at least I think I do. Oh, yeah. And, but... I've learned. Oh no, no. And what I was just gonna say, my pitfall around that is like it's important. We're doing predictive readings to just have a lot of humility about that and a lot of awareness that you could just be really wrong, (laughs) you know. Like, and um, there's a lot of famous instances of you know people making predictions and having that be wrong and having like devastating results. I think back to um, everyone got on Sylvia Brown. Uh, She interpreted um, that a kidnapped woman um, had been uh, drowned and that she would never meet her mother again in this life. And the mother, uh, a couple years after the reading died, and it was said that the reading was so upsetting, you know, Mm -hmm. for everyone. Well, the girl was alive. Some of the things that Sylvia saw did happen. She was being held down. I feel like she's even being held down underwater, but... Uh, and it, it was true in that kind of Macbethy sort of way. She never did meet her mother again okay. in this life because her mother had died rather than her. And it was devastating to Sylvia Brown. I think she, her, when, when this all came about and her health really suffered after, um, this and people really tore into her. And I, so I, that's why I feel, and uh, if you, if you actually, if you do watch though, 
the uh, the reading as she gave it on, I believe it was the Montel Williams show. Mm-hmm. She does say she might be she might be wrong that she that she did get things wrong that she's usually right. She would love to be wrong, and she doesn't believe that she's wrong. But you know, if we if, if we can look at that, she did in that moment say, "I might I just might be wrong about this." Or the other side of that is something could happen to change the future. Most people um, who do predictive tarot readings still believe in the ability to change the outcome. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it does happen. Fair enough. Um, speaking of changes <laughs> and changing things, changes. Um, changes. So one thing that came up from uh, our conversation with Gina Thies a few episodes ago that I mm-hmm. totally, when I heard that was a, a kind of a pitfall slash level up moment for me was the idea that you, you need to, provide a complete solution to the querent mm-hmm. um, and that you're going to take them from a one or a two or a three in the situation to a 10. Like that your job is that when they come through your door, you're in charge of them, their life, their fate, and that you have to fix them. There's like six pitfalls in that story. Wow. But, yeah. <laughs> like one, you're just not in charge of other people. No, you know? no, no, no. Yeah. And, uh, two, um, you know, like if they're, if they're a two in relationships at, at love, if they're like absolutely like, you know, a sad sack, they haven't, you know, had a relationship that was successful in a very long time. You can look at some things around that, but it's probably not your, you know, 30 minutes with them that, that takes them all the way That's to true. a 10. And I think a lot of readers, maybe sometimes we, we see ourselves, or I see myself as the Oracle of Delphi, <laughs> and I'm not going to say that transformational thing, but personal transformation is is um it's gradual, and I, I'm I'm sure you've had this. I know you've had this too. You've had people come to you and tell you how important and impactful your readings were. So I'm not discounting that, but it's also but it, it you didn't. It's not what I did. It's that you know. Oh, okay. I, you gave me some ideas. That doesn't mean. <coughs> pardon me. That doesn't mean that. It fixed it. The moment they walk away, it's all fixed. Because mm-hmm. that's not that's not as you said. That's not really what happens. You 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 can try that, but no, because again, they're not necessarily going to be ready mm-hmm. to go from two to ten mm-hmm. in thirty minutes. <laughs> if you look at the um the hero the the cycle of the hero's journey, mm-hmm. the the where we the reader <laughs> tends to fall into the very beginning. There's the call to adventure mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, there's the meeting the mentor or meeting the guide or guidance. And so if you, if you're looking at yourself and your client mythically, um, you're, you occupy something very early in their journey. Right. And then they go through a lot that the, 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 the road of trials is ahead. They have mm-hmm. to face all the monsters, uh, figuratively, hopefully, uh, um, the long dark night of the soul, the reconciliation with self. And then eventually turn. they get tea, but you know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, but I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead, we, but we, we we just occupy the beginning part of that. If we're looking at this mythically, we we occupy the beginning, that sort of guidance. But it's right. they take the guidance and they sort of synthesize that as they choose into mm-hmm. their life. Right, and 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 the whole. I think every reading is meaningful, even if it doesn't take them out of the space that they're in, mm-hmm. because they can reflect on it later. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, what I, why I say the whole people have come back to me later. And later is not 
an hour later. Later is a year later mm-hmm. in those conversations we were having earlier. Um, so they've gone through, they've taken themselves from the three or the one to ten. Mm-hmm. And, and having done the, and, and I think that's one of the things I always say is like, okay, you're now sitting down and having a reading. You've done the first step for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and then I always like to have a thing where I say, okay, what action can you take next to help you? But it doesn't necessarily mean, as you said, taking them from zero to 10 in five seconds. It's just mm-hmm. 15 minutes is not enough time. Mm-hmm. So I, I try not to beat myself up when I don't do that. And I know that that's a thing for you too. It's like, I want to provide all the answers. Yes. <laughs> like when it's funny, that's on one hand, that's a very nice thing to think to want to help people. But also if we look at it, there's a lot of ego there in that like you're the Oracle of Delphi and you have the answers, you know, rather than the client, like the and they probably have more of the answer than we do. And it's, it's our job to sort of, highlight or surface some of that information maybe but and bring it out of them i think too yeah so ego is a huge pitfall for me personally as a reader mm-hmm. to get into and i think it, it I, I can see how it appears in a lot of these things like it's a bit egotistical at some level to not ask the questions of the client you know to not ask for their input it's you know it, it's it would be good to bring them in um, right yeah. But I think I think that's something we all learn. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's like, okay, I've done the study. I know all the stuff. Oh, and you're just getting a reading. Ha, 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 you've come to me. I know everything. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that, uh, no, maybe I should ask questions and maybe I should do that. And again, inspiration from other other readers who, who've done it for longer helps as well. Mm-hmm. And, and ignoring the media, the TV media and stuff, because, well... It's better on television to watch that happen. It's it's not as interesting to watch them do an actual real reading. So, and it doesn't move the story along in the plot of the show. You know, uh, <laughs> you're so right. Well, so Diane Paxton wrote in um, the book Becoming the Oracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talked about how the problem with divination, well, not the problem, the thing with divination in fiction is that it works if the reading works out in an, an ironic way, mm-hmm. and most of the time the audience. It's the dramatic irony of the audience knows the answer and the the hero doesn't. And that right. is beautiful <laughs> on screen and in a yes. book. You know, that's with Oedipus. It's in Star Wars. You know, yes. all the all these things, um, Macbeth. But um, if, you know, if, if Macbeth sat down and the witches were like, well, you know, I'm, I see here <laughs> that, you know, yeah. you have a lot of ambitions. Can we talk about that? Let's unpack that together. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it would it, not have been a good play. No. And it's, it's again, it's it's not as dramatic. Yes. But reality, you know, is not that way. Come on, let's let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But we all need that's that's the thing. We all need to get out of our way to do that. And sometimes we all want, you know, we as readers, and I know I as a reader, some, when I first started, I was like, I want to know, I want to be able to say the thing and get it right every time. Speaking then, of getting it right, oh my God, yes. Yeah. Like so, sometimes you like you you say, so it looks like I don't know. Hang on, like looks like you're starting a new thing. Is this like a new job? And the client says, no. It is very easy in that moment, at least it was for me, to become like super deflated mm-hmm. that you got this one little thing wrong. Right. And to lose lose your confidence and lose your ability to do the reading. And it's mm-hmm. it's I've had to learn to like okay, well, you know, interesting. Um one you know, there's a lot of other meanings for this card. So I said, you know, new job, but it could also be and like and then you just go back to something more 
basic, more like the, the energy of the card or the, the sort of the structure of it and let them fill in the blanks a little bit. Yeah. It, it, again, it's hard sometimes and we all, we all do it. You mm. know? And, and we just need to listen, I think as, and I, I okay, let me be honest. I need to listen. So, <laughs> and the, the problem is that there'll be a song, song lyric that will come out and I'll be like, Oh my God, I can't say that to the client. They won't get it. They don't listen to that music. They're 12, you know, um, and it's so something from the 60s, you know, mm. not not that the client's actually 12. Mm. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't want to sound really like a goofball. But then again, this is how I read. So I kind of like I have to share that. And then they're like, I remember that song. Yeah, I remember what I was doing when I heard that song. And, it, and then it links them to keep going. And so you kind of want to make sure that. Listen to your voices. Sometimes they are the right place to go. And you don't, even if you look like a goofball every once in a while, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, we're reading tarot cards for some, like we've already achieved some level <laughs> of goofball, right? Like, yes, we, we, know, we, we, we are the interesting person in the room. There we go. <laughs> I, I, I hope so. <laughs> well, it's been my experience that, that mm. if, if nothing else, we're interesting because mm. we've bothered to put it out there that we are willing to do this. Uh-huh. So are there other, what are there any other pitfalls from your long and illustrious career as a reader? Don't be afraid to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to to say what you see. Mm-hmm. Um, really, just just go for it. Mm-hmm. Dive in. What about you? Oh, I'd say I I I, I probably if I had a theme <laughs> here, it would be keep it simple uh, and. Um, Respect the journey that they're, that your client is on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know it sounds like it's such a rant, like a very no. basic thing, but like respect the journey that they're on and what place you occupy in it. Right. And you, that will save you from, uh, boundary issues with them later. All right. So, well, excellent. I think that's, that's a pretty good place to end then. This has been really exciting to be able to hear what you're going, what you go through, as well as what I go through. Right. Thanks for sharing. I'm 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 here to help. <laughs> anyway, so um, if you have any pitfalls, uh, dear listeners, um, you're in good company, and uh, feel free to share those with us on tarotvisionsshow at gmail dot com or uh, on our Facebook page. You can you can find us. Uh, on Facebook, if you search for Tarot Visions, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. We've gotten some cool feedback uh, recently, and it's helping us plan for some future shows. So we're happy to hear what you would like, and uh, then to make that happen. Yep, we look forward to uh, being able to interview different people, especially ones that our listeners want to want to hear from. Well, this has been exciting and fun. Yep, and I'm going to go fall I... in some pits now. Okay, I'm going to climb out of them myself. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.